0: At the moment, we have a, a fracking moratorium that um, was, was, isn't due to expire for three years, but we have um, the scientific panel, the, the government's promise of a, acquiring to fracking. That's happening uh, right now. We expect that to report uh, from August any time on. Um, there were 9,500-plus uh, submissions to the inquiry, and many of those were calling for a permanent ban on fracking. So we are hopeful that uh, the inquiry will listen to that and that the government will listen to the calls um, for a permanent ban.
1: And what's your feeling or your assessment of the terrain in terms of which way the government will go?
0: Well, the government's under a lot of pressure um, from uh, the oil and gas industry. Um, We know that the Premier has recently taken on the head of public relations um from apia the australian uh, uh, Petroleum producers and explorers Association, APIA. Um, the um, the um, premier took um, the director of operations there um on to be his strategic advisor um right in the heart of the premier's um, own office so that that's not that that's a very worrying sign we've got um you know Uh, the the biggest lobby group uh, for fracking in the state, now with a seat, a very big chair at the Premier's table. So um, things aren't looking good, but we believe that if the government listens to the will of the people, it will bring in a ban. And, And we're crossing our fingers that that will be the case, because this is something that we can't afford to have. And we don't want it and we don't
1: need it. I'd like to read a quote from the CEO of the Australian Petroleum Production and Exploration Association in WA, Stedman Ellis. He said, the health department says fracking can be done without compromising drinking water and Australia's chief scientist says the evidence shows it's completely safe. According to the Department of Mines and Petroleum, more than 600 wells have been fracked in WA in the past 55 years with no evidence of environmental harm. Your response to Mr Ellis's comments?
0: Well, you need a whole lot of regulations that come with those statements that uh, tend to be watered down as soon as the industry gets their paws on these sorts of um, go ahead. So uh, I challenge that, uh, for Barden, is there are a lot of recommendations that go along with how safe it is. And we know from reports um, overseas, from assessments done on peer-reviewed science, um, coming out of the United States, there was a big report, a compendium of health impacts Published in um, March this year from the New York Physicians and our Physicians for Social Responsibility, um, a Nobel Peace Prize winning group. We know from them that um, their assessment is that there is no way that fracking um, can be done without compromising and, and risking um, public health and risking the climate um, as well, that is you know, fundamental to public health. In terms of the 100, that's something that the Industry. I mean, um, it likes to pump out constantly. And those 600 were type of fracking, um, but they were done mostly on Barrow Island. Um, they were done um, on oil. And if you look at a Google map of Barrow Island, take a flight over that and you'll see it looks like Wyoming. And the type of fracking that they do now, it's completely different. It's much thicker. It goes horizontally for kilometres um, and has, uh, you know, a major impact.
1: Politically speaking, Jane, Australia is a nation of sleepwalkers. There's a spectacular amount of apathy and public disengagement in this country on just about every conceivable social question. Yet it strikes me, fracking is one of those rare issues that touches people deeply because it connects with fundamental questions around safe drinking water, human health and so on. Is that impression borne out by your experiences as a community campaigner? Absolutely.
0: I mean, we we deal with people of all political persuasions, all sorts of backgrounds, and they have a common thread, and that is that fracking isn't worth the, the risk. We, you know, we we have water that we need to drink, and that surely is far more valuable resource than gas that looks like it's going to last maybe 20 years um, and it's at, at risk of all sorts of things. I mean, as I'm standing here now talking to you I'm at a conference on um, renewable energy and the the way that the, this uh, industry is heading. So far, we were at the cusp of something you know, really good and really different. We don't need to be doing onshore gas. We've got more than enough gas. Um, and, you know, to, to introduce a new industry, uh, it will be to the detriment of existing tourism industries, existing agricultural industries, to people's health, to risking out water and having a massive impact on our climate. So it's something that it's just, um, well, it's, the stupid to do, And I think that that's what is out of, in the public. They're really, you know, concerned with. It. Um, we had more than 9,500 submissions to the fracking in Australia. That's one of the biggest responses we've been to that public submission. Most of those were calling for a permanent ban on fracking. So yeah, we, we definitely, have, the public is on the side. Everyone knows it's a crazy thing to do. Why would you risk the water?